Hey there again, everyone, and welcome back to Now That's Nostalgic. Uh, as always, we are here to talk about uh, another review. We are reviewing the 1994 amazing, popular, and I say popular with everybody. I don't know many people who don't like this one. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And, oh, oh, we got music playing. Hey, all right. Yeah, because you have to have surfer music if you're going to be doing any type of Tarantino movie almost. Like, it has to have something desperado feeling, you know? Uh, but let me first off introduce your host. I am Vincent, and to my left, or excuse me, to my right, is Jules. Jules! That's right, Vincent and Jules are here today, a.k.a. Fernando and Aja. Uh, we are here today to talk about Pulp Fiction, as I said. And this is, first off, let me first off, before we even go to the movie, I want to just mention, this is our 10th episode. 10th episode! We, we actually made it to 10, honey. We did 10. High five. Yeah. Uh, well, one more because it's five, then boom, uh, ten. ten. See? Math, ten. boom. Yeah, math. Math thing. That's right. Oh, man. The ten. That's great. I didn't... I, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that whenever we used to do those, uh, like, the, the, the Facebook album a day things, I stopped after, like, the third, maybe fourth day. The fact that we made it to ten, I'm kind of... A, l- a little pat on the back for it. Pat on the back. Because that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I'm happy about that. We did it. All right. Uh, but let's talk about uh, the movie. Uh, the movie is uh, Pulp, Fi- Pulp Fiction. Like I said, I love this movie. Uh, this is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Yeah, this this is up there. This is one of those movies that it's like, I don't know many people who don't like this movie or who have never seen it. Like, this is one of those movies that if you told me you didn't see it, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? This is in my top five. But yeah, we've talked about this. This is like I think you said like maybe like even your top three at, yeah. at sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think maybe this is probably. I mean, I'll say this: acting wise, movie performance wise, this is probably like in like my top three for uh, like of my top twenty five. But it may not be in my top three when we get to the official listing. <gasps> Ooh, look at that! We're leaving little sprinkles of stuff in the tenth episode for fifteen episodes later. Don't you worry, loyal listener. We will make it to 25 and then some. Don't you worry. As long as we both have voices, we will keep on speaking. Yeah, we will. Now, let's let's talk about, first off, this cast. This cast is huge. Wait, I have a question for you. Okay, yes. When did you first see this movie? Ooh, uh, first time I saw this movie. Okay, well, this movie was 94. Um, I was... 15 so 99 maybe 2000 okay um and, and and i knew about the movie i knew about the movie because like hell it's pulp fiction you know right. I, I i heard of it but because of the fact that like at that time i wasn't i was watching movies but like i wasn't really watching movies mm-hmm. like i was watching whatever the hell was on so like if pulp fiction didn't happen to be like on like cable i didn't watch it Mm-hmm. Unless it was on like HBO Free Weekend, uh, okay. then then you know I probably would have watched it maybe sooner. But I think by the time I was like fifteen was when the first time I saw this movie. I, I, I could say it. it's probably the earliest I could remember. I saw this movie. Say in theaters, and that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish no. I the first, and I can tell you the exact scenario. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to mm-hmm. our current positioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for instead of you, it's my mom. <laughs> oh, I was. Your mom has a podcast. No, we weren't podcasting, but oh, my mom oh. and I were laying in the bed and just watching, watching TV. 
And well, we went to Blockbuster and rented it, of course. Ooh, nice. Oh, the days of Blockbuster. Yes. Oh, talk about nostalgic. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, yeah. my God. We rented it from Blockbuster, Ooh. and we laid in the bed, and we watched it, and it was so good to me that I had to rewind it and watch it again. Okay, serious question about Blockbuster. Let's talk about it for just a second. Wow, okay. what a difference. Sorry. Let, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's decide. Okay, here's the thing. Really good movie that's a two-day rental or an okay movie that's a five-day rental? Which did you usually go for? Uh, oh, it depended. Exactly, right? It depended on when we rented the movie. Like, like let's just say it's 1995. No, no, no. Right? I'm saying, like, day of the week. Oh, no, no, like, no. I get that. if we rented it on the weekend... It's Friday. It's Friday night. It's and, Friday night. And you night. feel all right. I'm not a, I'm not the party's here on the west side. Right. And you decide to get in your car with your parents. With my parents. And then drive and over to Blockbuster drive Video. Drive over to Blockbuster and get litty lit. <laughs> While listening to Montel Jordan in the background, of right. course. Right. You know. So you, you, go to, you go to Blockbuster and there's two movies. You have either the capability to rent Speed, which just came out on VHS maybe like two weekends ago. And this is the last copy of it. And it's 1995 It's Speed. Or do you rent Adam's Family Values again because it has a five-day rental? Which do you choose? Yes. These are the questions that we ask on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I think I would have chosen Adam's Family Values Mm -hmm. (laughs) for multiple reasons. And one of them is Raul Julia. Of course. One, because I just love Adam's Family Values. Oh, of course. Great one. And I mean, we have MC Hammer on the soundtrack. Uh, How could you not? Word, you know, he's um, he is too legit to quit. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, and <laughs> you know, living in Atlanta, we gotta support the too legit to quit because that became the Falcon song. Hey, there you um, go. <laughs> Word to Atlanta. Whooped. The Atle. The A. I know how it's spelled. Uh, anyway. Secondly, because the five day rentals were cheaper than the two day rentals. And my mama would have said, hey, put that back and get that five-day rental over there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the other reason why I would have gotten the five-day rental. That and the fact that I probably would have watched it 79 times over the weekend. For me, it would have been, uh, we got the five-day rental because of the fact that, like, we probably would not have had the chance to watch the two-day. Mm-hmm. Because you needed, like, an extra day or two just to, like relax and do shit at the house exactly and then by the time you're done with it you have to return it by noon and you don't want to pay that extra day rental fee exactly at least with the five day you're like oh i'm done by the third day return it by the The fourth so you don't have to worry about it by the fifth exactly yeah (laughs) but 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 because and also like you said you know the five day rentals was cheaper exactly yep and i oh man but we're going off topic we just okay, we, so we, we went we we, we had to because i mentioned on the same blockbuster time. that was my yeah. fault no no but no yeah, it's okay i watched this movie like whole point of this podcast is nostalgia laying so. in the bed watching this movie with my mom nice we finished the whole movie i looked at her i was like oh my god that was amazing yeah, this movie's great. And I was like, would you be mad? She goes, if How we watch you? it again. Uh, were you like, and I was like... Were you, was it 94, 95? It was, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I go, would you be mad? She goes, if we watch it again. And I was like, hee hee. So we rewound it and watched it again. That's awesome. Yeah, this this is a, this is a great movie. And it's one of those movies, by the way, let's talk about it. It's two and a half hours. Yes. It, it, it definitely feels like it. And I don't now mean it, it like does. as a... Back when I watched it the first time, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. 
But now it feels like two and a half hours. It, it feels like an investment. Like, it, it, it always has for me. And I don't mean it, like, as a bad thing because it is two and a half hours of enjoyment. It's not like you're watching two and a half hours and you're going, oh, my God, oh, it's been two and a half hours right. still. Like, you're watching this and you're going, oh, my God, we still got another hour, oh. guys. It's been already an hour and a half and they're still like, we just shot this dude's head off. <laughs> oh, man. But wait, we haven't even talked about the cast. Let's talk about the cast for okay. a second. This cast is huge, 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 huge. with a lot of people. With a, <laughs> it's huge. Um, there, there's uh, John Travolta, Sam Jackson, uh, Harvey Keitel, Ving Rames, Uma Thurman, Tim Roth, oh, Bruce oh, Willis, Harvey uh, Christopher Walken. Wow. Yeah, you this, said Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis, yeah, mm-hmm. where he uh, got a watch that was shoved up his father's and another man's ass. <laughs> Christopher Walken's ass. Yeah. Hey, man, if there's one ass I got to get a watch from, I wouldn't mind it being Christopher, Christopher Walken's. Walken? You know, I mean, it could be what worse. What I want to know is would it tick in the cadence that Christopher Walken talks? I, I, I like to think that the reason why he always walked around the way that he did was because he was keeping in time with no, the watch No, I mean, his talking, ass. like the way he speaks. I would Does love it if that's the... the watch tick in the cadence that he talks? I, <laughs> it just jumps all over the place. It is completely unwound. It's like, tick, 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 tick. Oh man! Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> I love it. Oh, and then we have uh, the two Arquettes in this. We have uh, Patricia and Alexis. Yes. May May Alexis rest in his and her peace. We 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 he he she will be missed. Yep, they will. They they absolutely will. He he was cool. I loved him. I, I will yeah, say I like that. Alexis. A wedding singer and bri- the, the bride of Chucky are the two other things. <laughs> <laughs> this that I remember him and that's so bad. But okay, so. I don't actually. <laughs> I, I really don't, my my boy who is George. Um, oh, and of course we have Tarantino himself in oh, this yeah, movie. How can I forget the director himself, the foot fetishes? And himself. it wasn't just like a cameo; like he oh, had a whole scene. He he had a he whew, his scene. Yeah, <laughs> that scene alone is like whoa. So like, from I think this was no, this was not the first Quentin Tarantino movie I watched. Yes, this, it was. This was yes, my first was. one. Yes, it was. My first one was this. Then I went to I Reservoir Dogs. I didn't see Reservoir Dogs. Dogs until college. Jackie Brown. Yeah. Uh, then, oof, I can't even, I have no yeah, idea. This was my that. first. Yeah. So I was a little taken aback at the yeah, abundant amounts of N's. Oh, this, <laughs> yeah, this, this movie has an abundant amount of N-words. If you, are, if you are the type of person that cannot like the n-word at all then you will not watch this movie and enjoy not only it as this much. movie you will not watch anything that quentin tarantino has ever directed Ooh, at, at all <laughs> at, at all especially if you watch that one scene with sam jackson where he's getting blown in the snow like right just, or <laughs> what was it? hateful eight have yeah. you ever seen hateful eight yes yes they say said the n-word i think just for the sake of saying the n-word. oh yeah they said it like, a lot i swear to you there was a scene where it was like he said N-word. Then another guy said N-word. Then yeah, said it's, it's, N-word. Like, it's like the like, Oprah of saying N-words. N-words. You get an N-word, N-word. You and you get an N-word, and you get it. It's just, man. Everybody gets six N-words. What? Ooh, look under your chair. There's um, an N-word. What, guys? Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the N-word gets thrown around very loosely in this. But let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie itself, because, you know, that's what we're here for. Yes. Um, now, this movie is, uh, it's unique, especially in the way that it was, uh, Edit it together. Yes. Because, I, like, the ending is at the beginning and the beginning is, is at, at the, the ending end. kind of a thing. Well, no, it, it basically just makes, yeah, it makes a circle. Yeah, and it's really cool because Kinda. it's because it's almost like an infinite loop in that, you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really it, cool. It takes, the, it gives it to you all dissected for you to put it together in your brain. 
So now my question, like, it's like they almost, like, left it the way they filmed it. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. That's what it feels like. Like, like, you know, when you watch movies and you know that clearly, like, 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 there's an actor at the beginning of the movie and there's an actor at the end of the movie. And you know damn well that they weren't there at the first day and then the last day. They just used that actor during that day. So that's what it feels like in this situation as well. But they just shot it like that. And they were like, oh, let's reshoot it toward the end. And then that's the scene you get Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. I I 100% agree with you with that. Honey bunny. <laughs> Thank you, pumpkin. You got it, sweetheart. See, we're making references already. References, references, references. Now, um, we start off the movie. Let's let's talk about that. We start off with Tim Roth and Amanda Plumber. Is it Plumber or Plumer? Plumber, right? Plumber. It's it's two M's. It always throws me off, so I, I don't know if it's Plumber or Plumer. Um, but we have um, <laughs> in this Miramax film that starts off, oh, we have Amanda oh, Plummer oh, and uh, Tim Roth. They're talking about uh, robbing a diner and they have this interesting conversation about how it's much more prosperous to rob a, a, a diner or like, I'm sorry, my wife is being the orchestra in the background right now. So, and Pulp Fiction, the title sequence came in and now everybody, yes, yes, yes. She just really wanted to get that out there. Fine, honey bunny. You got it out there. No problem. I have to appease the wife. You know, happy wife, happy life. You I was being your 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 music. Of you your were, movie. you were, you were the awesome soundtrack that to this damn soundtrack. movie. This movie has an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Like I love the soundtrack. Urge Overkill. The only reason why I know that name is because of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but um, so we have that scene where it sets up uh, the beginning where you're watching the robbers about to rob uh, this diner, and then it quickly cuts away to the title sequence. And then once we go to the the title uh, screen, then we cut to uh, Vince and Jules, a.k.a. John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, who, by the way, I love their dynamic in this in this Mm -hmm. film. I I love their looks. I I, I honestly legit want to cosplay these two. And if you want to do it one day, babe, I'm yes, absolutely no. okay with being Jules and you can be Vincent. Okay. Can I be the girl version now? You can abso- you can be Vincenta. Or <laughs> Vincenza. 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 That's that sounds hot as hell. Vincenza. Vincenza. Yeah. Vincenza Vega. God, Vincenza that is a strict that is a porn name if I've ever heard it in Cinemax. Like Jesus Christ. Vincenza Vega. <laughs> Selena Vega. No. Um <laughs> So we, we cut to that we cut to Sam Jackson and Travolta and they're uh, discussing having random conversations about what food is overseas because John Travolta just came back from Amsterdam. Oh Royale with cheese. That's what they call a quarter pounder over there. And and what do they call a Big Mac over there? Le yeah, Big, Big Mac. Mac. Le Big Mac. That's so, a, that sounds like a French porn star. You wanna laugh at your wife? Always. So <laughs> when I watched this the first time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought John Travolta was so hot the way he said Royale with cheese. Oh, my God. I was like, he sounds so hood. I love him. (laughs) Oh. Oh, ATL. (laughs) It is being proudly represented here, ladies and gentlemen. So, so John Travolta and Sam Jackson, Vincent Vega and Jules Verne are uh, two hitmen. And they're, and what we're doing is we're catching them driving over to a house to pick up a briefcase, which belongs to their boss, Marcellus Wallace, a.k.a. Ving Rhames. And inside the briefcase is something very, very, very important, something very valuable 
to Ving Rhames, a.k.a. Marcellus Wallace. And I know what you're thinking, and no, it is not the meats. It is the meats it's, for sandwiches. No, it's not the meats for sandwiches, guys, okay? They have them. It, it, they, like, okay. they have the meats for sandwiches. I, I know they do, but it's clearly not that. And, and here's the thing. I love the theory of what's inside the briefcase. The meats. Because, no, not the meats, honey. Not the meats. What, oh. what people think it actually is. They think it's Ving Rhames' soul in there. And, it's my satisfaction soul. And, and I think that's amazing because you never see what's inside of it. it that's fr- why he has the band-aid. Yeah, behind his neck. There's a bandage on the back of uh, Marcellus Wallace's neck that they show for a second. I think I read that literally what it was was that he was shaving the back, that he was getting the back of his neck yeah, shaved. and he cut himself. And then he cut himself, and that's why. But I love that we as the audience have put that together and saying that's what it is. Yep. That's what it was. And I think that's great. I, and, and I think even Tarantino himself is like, it was just like a flashlight and a gold paper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just AKA to spoiler your entire world. Uh, so they go to this house to, uh, to, to pick up the briefcase. And they end up killing uh, one of the guys that are inside of the apartment because they... Mm-hmm. Well, no, two, actually. Two. Actually, no, by no. the end of the entire movie, they, they kill killed, everybody. They, they kill everybody in that apartment. They kill they everybody die. in that apartment. But they killed the, they only killed three people in the apartment. Yes, and then one later inside on. Inside of the apartment. One we'll talk about later on, because uh, that's, that's an important scene later yeah. on. Uh, but let's talk about the, the apartment scene. It is one of the most... First off, this movie is super duper quotable. Yes. Like... I, I mean, I'm watching this and it's like a quotable high. Like, this might be the most quote. Actually, I'm going to say it. Out of all the movies on my podcast, this is going to be the most quotable movie that we have ever reviewed. Yeah. Because there's me. there's Ezekiel 25, 17. Yes. There's the Quentin Tarantino. I mean, we're not quoting the dead something storage, storage. But it's one of those lines from this movie. Storage you know, uh, the, the Royale with cheese. That's yeah. that's very quotable. I've seen that spoofed the, in so many. They did that in The Simpsons. Say what again? Yes. Yeah, say what again? Say what? what um, there's um, there's a uh, um, I'm a mushroom cloud laying mother mother. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. trying not to curse as much because if I just simply quote sam jackson this will be nothing but qu- curse words That's right uh, <laughs> we'll be bleeping out um, the entire episode i i uh i i, I do like uh <laughs> but then there's other lines that aren't super quotable but like they're 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 worthy like i love when harvey keitel says well let's not go sucking each other's dicks just yet <laughs> like i'm like that's amazing <laughs> who says that shit harvey keitel that's I who says use that it. at work one day i just <laughs> Oh my God! Walking around and working, no, we're like, we're hey, we're doing our meeting, and they're all, hey, we're doing such a good job. Hey, well, let's, let's not, not go sucking each other's dicks just yet. Mine, my, 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 <laughs> my favorite is, hey, just don't, don't break your elbow jerking yourself off there, buddy. Just, <laughs> um, but so, so the guys get the briefcase, and they're on their way back. Um, and, and and by the way, after this, we cut away from again. This movie is a lot of like cut scenes. It's almost like a kung fu movie. Yeah. Where, like, it's kind of edited all over the place, which would make sense because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Tarantino is a huge, huge fan of Kung Fu. Yeah, and, and Machete. Uh, yes, exactly. And Kill Bill and, and all that stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. saying that, that yeah. style of movie. Exactly, exactly. The whole, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, which, yeah exactly. So um, then we cut to all of a sudden Bruce Willis comes on our screen yes. and we're introduced to Butch. Who is a boxer and oh, Butch. and uh, Butch is going to have a, a fight tonight, which is being rigged by Marcellus Wallace, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think maybe like the fifth round in he's his, supposed to go down. In the fifth, his ass goes down. Yeah, in the fifth, his ass goes down, and um, and Ving Rhames is going to get a big payout for 
Bruce Willis just uh, giving up on that match. And Bruce Willis is going to get a huge payout too. But then Bruce Willis, knowing that the match is fixed, talks to the boxing promoter and says, hey, listen, I know that Marcellus Wallace is going to get a bunch of guys to be like, hey, let's bid on this match Mm because Bruce Willis is going to go down in the fifth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy in the first. So you bid and get all of your friends to bid on me in the first, and I guarantee you that we'll win, and you give me this much, and that's it. And we get the biggest pay of our lives, and we call it a day, and I never Mm -hmm. see your face again because I'm quitting boxing. Right. And that's and that's Bruce Willis's story, and 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 it and it works out to succession until Ving Rhames is like this son of a bitch stole my money, right. and he cheated me, and all my people that were betting on this match also got screwed yeah. over as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um, there's that moment, of course, where like the, like um, afterwards we get a crossover between. Uh, John Travolta and Bruce Willis, because Vincent Vega and Jules Verne have, are in that scene delivering the briefcase. Yeah. So that's kind of like almost like the ending of the movie, if you will, because they've already got the briefcase and everything else. If you're following in a sequence, you'll know that that's toward yeah. the end. <laughs> in this all thrown together story. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to uh, John Travolta, who is now uh, in another scene. This is technically the night before. Jules and Vincent are delivering the briefcase. Yes. Because uh, Travolta is now at the home of Eric Stoltz, a.k.a. not Marty McFly, (laughs) and Patricia Arquette, who are living together. And Eric Stoltz is a drug dealer, and John Travolta is going to go buy some heroin. And it's important to note that it is heroin, because that becomes something later on. Don't worry, kids. We'll get to it in a few moments. Now, after that, John Travolta meets... Oh, and uh, by the way, John Travolta also mentions while he's with... Uh, Vincent Vega that he has a date with uh, Mia Wallace aka Marcellus Wallace's wife Mm -hmm. aka his boss's wife Mm -hmm. so he has a date with her and he doesn't really call it a date he just calls it like hey just one guy just taking taking his boss's wife out because you know he's entertaining that's all it is he's just he's he's being good company exactly he's away and he doesn't want her to (laughs) I can't believe I just jumped at that scene right where it's the famous gif now sorry (laughs) as we always do we always have the movie playing in the background nostalgias and it just stopped on the now super famous John Travolta scene where he's in Mia Wallace's apartment and he's looking back and forth that gif of like that gif of uh, where am I looking what am I doing that that scene so some of you may not know that that gif comes from this movie if you don't know it go watch this damn movie because why have you not watched this movie if you haven't watched this movie? The more you know. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to get all preachy there for a moment. So John Travolta and Mia Wallace go out on their date to uh, Fat Ra- Fat Jack Slims or Fat Rabbit Slims, I think is the name. I can't remember the Jack name. Jack Rabbit Slims. Jack Rabbit Slims. Jack Rabbit Slims. Thank you. I knew you'd help me out with that. I'm sorry. I'm such a square. Fat Rabbit Slims. I'm such a square. You're a square. But you're sh- but I'm shaped as a rectangle. You're a square. If, if I was Uma Thurman. Square. You're an L7 weenie. Ooh, Sandlot references. <laughs> nice. Um, I, 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 like, uh, I like the restaurant, by the way. Yes. If this restaurant exists in real life, I need it in my life. If, if you haven't seen the movie, again, go watch it. But in this scene, the, the, diner, the, the place that they're at is like a 50s diner where all the, be- where all the booths are, um, are cars, classic cars. And all the waiters and waitresses are dressed up as different celebrities from the 50s. From that era. Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi, who's in this movie as well, is uh, dressed as Buddy Holly 
for example. Yes. You know, and they have. He looks a, like Tom Cavanaugh. <laughs> like that's who he looks like to me, dressed as Buddy Holly. He he looks like he's trying to cosplay as Rick Moranis in Little Shop of Horrors. Like no, he looks like Tom Cavanaugh. But uh, but but we go through the 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 dinner. Uh, at the place, and they have this, this the iconic dance scene. Yes, which is one of the most famous like dance scenes in movies for me. Like, like it's like and not. To me it was like the most not dancing dancing. Yeah, yeah, because it's so like <laughs> just like uh, let's just stand around and move. Our, like they are dancing. They are. Right. They are. But like, but it looks like know. the most non dancing dancing. I think you know what it is also, especially for me, is that knowing Travolta can dance the way that he does, and then he does this. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like somebody's dad is dancing, not Travolta. Well, I mean, I mean, but I mean, in this movie, not in <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so we get back to uh, Vincent coming home with Mia after a really fun time. And her he, milkshake. yeah, after the five dollar milkshake, and after it being uh, Martin and Lewis, <laughs> or Amos and Andy, I you know I, I I think I prefer Amos and Andy personally. Oh uh, yeah. You know, if I have to get a milkshake, I'd rather prefer it to be Amos and Andy. Um, but um, Travolta's now back at the house, and he's kind of having a moral dilemma because he's like, I don't want to have sex with Mia Wallace, but Mia Wallace, don't worry about it. She sees the drugs in his pocket and goes, ooh, and thinks it's cocaine. Of course, it's heroin. And she's ODing and dying. Yeah. So Travolta has to save her life. Travolta does save her life with a shot of uh, adrenaline straight into the boob. And the heart. Shot to the heart. Uh, You're to blame. You shouldn't have snorted my heroin. <laughs> um, th- then after she gets recovered, um, we get to the one famous scene with Christopher Walken telling the story of, to Butch about his father's watch. And how he had it shoved up his ass for two years. No, no, no. The father had it for five years. Uh, Christopher Walken had it for two years. Yeah. Total of seven years up asses. Yes. And then, uh, and Butch is a small child, by the way, so it cuts back to him as a kid. And then we all of a sudden fast forward and boom, Butch is at the fight. And it's the fight of his life. He wins the fight. He takes the money. He runs away inside of a taxi cab driven by Esmeralda Villalobos. Which I think it means... Which I think means House of Wolves. Okay. You know, because Villa means, like, you know, and Lobos is wolves. I'm going to need you to say that with a little bit more accent. Villalobos. Villalobos. Tonight on Esmeralda Villalobos. Telenovelas. Esta noche en Telemundo. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, oh my god, he spoke Spanish. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of you have never probably heard it. It happens. Um, so, so Butch is now telling the story of, uh, he's getting away in the, the taxi cab with Esmeralda. And he is like, yeah, I did it. We got the money. We're going to, you know, get away and life is going to be great with, with him and his silly girlfriend that wishes she had a pot belly. I want a pot belly. L- like, just, Make it uh, because it's cute. Like Janice over there, just... I want a pot belly. I want a pot belly. I want a pot belly. <laughs> Sorry, we watched, uh, I showed her a Pulp Fiction Muppets crossover, <laughs> and Janice is that character, and now every time I think of her, I'm like, you know what, that is her. It is. So, um, they're now together, now they're at this little motel, um, hanging out because they're gonna get away from the city the next day. And Bruce Willis is like, yo, where the fuck is my father's watch? And she's like, yo, I swear I got it. And she didn't get it. So now he's got to go back to his own old apartment where he's pretty sure there's somebody there that's ready to kill him. And lo and behold, there was. Vincent Vega was there. 
and he was ready to kill him, but unfortunately, Vincent Vega was either taking a shit or something, left his gun, and then Bruce Willis found it and shot him. You know, I mean, old habits die hard, lies. you know? Old habits die hard. Yeah, You know, it, it was It was I'm something like lying. a phenomenon, you know? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, both of them were in Look Who's Talking, Look What Happened. Look Who's Shooting is what should be the name of that little moment there. So <laughs> my wife is giving me such Are a side eye. I can, I can, I can. No, and, uh, hey, hey, stop look, stop looking at me, okay? Mm. I can feel your look, okay? <laughs> Back to the podcast. You see how we turn that uh. right around? So um, now we're getting to one of the most infamously famous moments in this entire movie. So Bruce Willis now, after killing Vincent Vegas, driving away in his car. And he's like, yeah, I'm on top of the world looking uh-huh. down on Because he's feeling good. And then Ving Rhames is right in front of him, standing mm-hmm. there with a big box of donuts. He Bruce says, Willis runs him over. Yeah, Ving Rhames says, son of a bitch. Bruce Willis runs him over. But then uh, Ving Rhames chases him to this pawn shop. And at this pawn shop, they both get held up by the pawn shop owner who holds him up at gunpoint. The dude calls a police officer who is later known as Zed. Uh, then they ball gag and tie to chairs, both Bruce Willis and Ving Rhames, because, and I'm not joking when I say this, ladies and gentlemen, if you've not seen this movie, this might be a pretty big spoiler, <laughs> to have anal sex with both of these gentlemen. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, now that's nostalgic, I have to ask a question, how do you know... It's anal sex. Like, do they, do, they, they, do they say it? Or how, how do you know? Well, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so lo and behold, you do, see, you. You do see some butt Yay. ramming. You do see some, you do see some, some sex. Some, some, a little bit of sex. You've seen some, se- you've seen some drugs. You've seen some rock and roll. roll. Now, now you got the sex at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, this yeah. movie is all over the place. That's, it, that's why the sex isn't at the beginning of the movie. It's in the middle. It's toward, it's toward the middle end in that situation. We're, we're after the ro- drugs and rock and roll. The middle end. The middle end. Oh, I see. Right? The, that's the butthole, right? That's what it is? I get it. Oh. Middle end. Brown eyed girl. Um, <laughs> and, and, I liked, and I like to point out by by the way, that the police officer who is Zed, I pointed it out to my wife. I was like, one of the most famous things that I remember him from is that that's Dorian Tyrell from The Mask. Wow. So, yeah. It, 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 I always find that interesting. Like, I uh, I spoke to... I can't remember the, the, the guy's name, but he's Abraham from The Walking Dead, who was also in The Mighty Ducks 3. Mm-hmm. And, and I love pointing out stuff like that because it's like... I even asked him. I was like, Wait. hey, how does it... Oh, you're thinking about it now. He's, he's, um, he's one of the guys from the, the college... Oh, yeah, and he's okay. in, the, and 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 my brother pointed that out to me, and I was like, oh my god! So I asked him at a con, and I was like, hey, question: How does it feel knowing that you're probably one of the only guys from a Disney movie that's killing zombies now? And he was like, you know, that feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it does, dude. He goes, wait, are the Twilight kids from Disney? I go, no, <laughs> sir. He goes, well, then yeah, I guess I am. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's so cool too, by the way, that's real great. nice guy. Um, so after, and then by the way, the, we, we, the reason why we find out about the, uh, the, the, the anal raping, if you will, cause it is, a, cause it is a rape. It yeah, is. He he, He's completely held against his will, against you know, him. um, Bruce Willis, um, fights Chevy Chase in a gimp suit. And that is, yes, a community reference because there is the gimp who is in this full-bodied bondage leather suit. Yeah. Um, and Bruce Willis knocks him out, then is about to leave. And by the way, he could leave Scott Free and leave Ving Rhames to be doing what's happening. He doesn't know what's happening yet. 
But he goes back and he's like, no, I have a change of heart. Let me be the nice guy. Yeah, right. So he goes back and he goes, he go, grabs a ball peen hammer. Then he goes, no, not this. A baseball bat. No, it's not this. Uh, a chainsaw. No, not this. This man is Tommy Versetti going through all the damn weapons. Because <laughs> then all of a this sudden. One. No, this one. And then no, all of a sudden. One. And then all of a sudden, what does he see? He sees a samurai sword. He's like, this is what I want. And that's what he wants. And I guess, you know, I get it. You know, again, Tarantino. Yeah. And then uh, there, there's as the... As much blood as possible. As much, as much. And, and, and this has the movie, the, the famous to me, I'm going to get medieval on his ass. Because mm-hmm. Ving Rhames delivers that with such a bellow, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get medieval on his ass. We have the meats. <laughs> it's, it's in his ass. Ew. Ew. For asses. Ew. Ew. Ass witches. Um, so then we cut back to Jules and uh, Vince, and they're back at the apartment. The apartment that we found the briefcase in, because we're going back again. Again, this movie is all over the place. It jumps back and forth. And this is where we also see, uh, for the second time, Phil Lamar. Now, I'm going to tell a really cool story. I love telling this story about the time that I met Phil Lamar. So, I met Phil Lamar um, at a convention that I... I I, I worked at... This was one of the first conventions I ever worked. Um, And it was was a fortunate one because it was... I think it was called Futuramicon. Okay. Because this was after they had gotten the show canceled, but I think Comedy Central had just picked it back up. Okay. It was it was around that time. It was either that or maybe like a, one of the, but you know, one of those times. And they were, um, I guess, kind of going on tour. The the male actors were, mm-hmm. and they uh, they went to one con uh, in Miami, and uh, John DiMaggio, Billy West, uh, Rob Paulson. Uh, um, the whole cast, all the men were there. Like everybody was there, mm-hmm. and and of course Phil Lamar because he's one of the men. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was a little upset that I didn't get to meet Katie Segal because holy shit, Peggy Bundy for me would have been amazing. Right. That would have been awesome, you know. But but I was very I'm that Billy West and Rob Paulson. Those are two of three, like two out of like my my voice acting idols. So mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Um, so I met Phil Lamar and I asked him because um, nobody had asked him a question about Pulp Fiction. Everybody was asking him questions about Green Lantern and and saying, "Hey, Ollie, how's the weather?" Right. You know, and they had to just sit there and go, "This rain is sideways." Like I'm like, "Oh, you." So I asked him, I was like, "Hey, do you have any cool stories from Pulp Fiction?" And he goes, "Actually, I have a really fun one." He goes, "So there's this one. We're shooting. Uh, the, we finished shooting the film or my scene, and Tarantino, Travolta, and Sam Jackson are all going to go out and get some Chinese food. So I go with them because they invite me out. So." Here I am going out to dinner with Sam Jackson, John Travolta, and Quentin Tarantino. Right. And I'm like, holy crap. And at one point, we're at this old tiny Chinese restaurant um, where we're getting some food. And this this elderly Chinese woman walked by and she saw John Travolta. And she's like, oh my God, John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, right? Yeah, Saturday Night Fever. And, he's, and he sits there and he's thinking to himself, he's like, wow, really? That's a really old movie. This is 90-something now, you know? Like, that movie mm-hmm. was the 70s. <laughs> so, so he, and, and I love the story that he tells because it's such a great joke too. <clears throat> he says um, that he's like, it's so weird that they, but then he's like, oh, it makes sense because, you know, back then movies took forever sometimes to get like, you, you might've had a movie from the seventies that you didn't see until the nineties right. because you didn't watch it when it came out and then cable and then, you know, so he's like, that kind of makes sense. So then, so, yeah, exactly. So then he said to himself, he's like, oh, if we were making this movie in like 2005, same situation. Myself, Tarantino, Travolta, Jackson. Somebody's going to walk by and go, oh my God, snakes on a plane. 
I lost my <laughs> shit when he said that. I was like, that's wonderful that you threw racism in there too. Thank you so much, Phil Lamar. <laughs> that made me laugh. I know, I'm sure it was a joke, but nevertheless, I was like, that was so funny. But what a great story. Yeah. So, Phil Lamar gets shot in the face in this movie. Yeah. Accidentally by John Travolta. Accidentally. I mean, I, hey, listen, man. You must have been driving over and hit a bump or something. I ain't hit no bump. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm sorry, man. You know, it just went off. It just went off. You know how it is. Hey, man. Things in my hand just go off. Yeah, okay. You know, I just ask my penis. Oh. Um, so, we go to the only person that... <laughs> that Jules knows in the valley and it happens to be Quentin Tarantino because <laughs> of course it's Quentin Tarantino and we get the famous uh, dead n-word storage scene yes. which any day and age I don't care what back then it was holy wow but still to this day it's still Does pretty it holy wow dead n-word storage on my garage no it doesn't I'm sorry my garage is not for storing dead n-words. I, I get that. Can you stop saying the n-word? There is a dead n-word in my garage. I'm pretty sure you've said the n-word at least a dozen times by my now. My wife is going to come home and kill me. Why? Because there's a dead n-word in my garage. That was my fault. I set you up for that one. Yeah, I, you I You know, okay. So, um, then we uh, have Vincent calling Marcellus Wallace saying, hey, you know, this happened because of you. What are you going to do to help us out? And this is where we see Harvey Keitel, a.k.a. The, the wolf, wolf. The coolest, calmest cat on the damn movie. Yeah, he is. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. Clean the fucking, fucking car. car. Right. <laughs> he is awesome. That's great. I, I love Harvey Keitel. Almost anything he does, like, that I've seen him in, he's, he's amazing in, like... I mean, th- and think about this. He's also in this with uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like so many Tarantino things. So many things that these two have been in. Uh, that's the thing with Tarantino, too. He's like Adam Sandler, where he uses like one or two of the same actors in a, a and, few of the movies. Yes. Which I think is great. Because you know, if it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, Samuel Jackson's going to be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel and or Uma Thurman. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's usually those three and maybe like some other celebrities that you haven't seen in a while. But, or that he you know. just recruited into his group. Like yeah. Channing Tatum, I think, is now a Quentin Tarantino person. Yeah, for example, you know, I think now Daryl Hannah after Kill Bill yep. is technically one. You know, that, that, that just people that are like, you go, oh, that's right. That pre- oh, look who it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like Vivica A. Fox. Like, right. <laughs> it's just She's you're like, what? Um, so so after uh, Harvey Keitel helps them clean uh, the, the fucking car mm-hmm. and dispose of the car and the body. Now we're going to Vincent Vega and Jules Verne having breakfast. Not Verne. That's an author. Didn't I say... Oh, no, I just, I'm sorry. Jules and Vincent. Sorry. I said... <laughs> I, I have 20,000 leagues under the sea in my head, I guess. I don't know. Um, so we go to the diner. The original diner from the first from scene. The with Tim Roth and Alan Plummer. With Honey Bunny and... And Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Look at that. See? World building. It ties yep. all together. And now we're seeing the scene from their point of view when the robbery starts. And this is when we get one of the my favorite scenes in the entire movie... When uh, Tim Roth is a pumpkin (laughs) is trying to is starting to rob the whole place and he comes up to Sam Jackson and he wants to take the briefcase and Sam Jackson's like, look, I can't let you do that because I've been through too much shit for this briefcase. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk here. And he calmly negotiates the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And with the with the coolest Sam Jackson style Mm -hmm. that I've ever seen, because it is so it, it is so Sam Jackson. And, and it, I mean, hell, down to the bad motherfucker wallet. Like, right? It is, 
so Sam Jackson. And he's I so cool. I looked co- for that wallet for years. Oh my god, I still look for that wallet. I never, I never can find it because every time I, lo- I can find it for sale, it's already sold out. If anybody can find us that wallet, yo, if you if you find me a brown bad motherfucker wallet leather wallet, I will absolutely one hundred percent shout you out on the podcast. <laughs> I mean that legit because I've been looking for that for a while. Right. And uh, then of course the movie ends at that point because you know he says, "Hey Ringo, <laughs> <laughs> aka Pumpkin, take all this money." Because you've made a pretty good payday. I'm done dealing with shit because I've been thinking and contemplating because I'm thinking about quitting the business. Existential moment because what you call it tried to shoot us and the bullets went around us. Exactly. That's one of the scenes that we also forgot to mention. There's a scene where uh, Alexis Arquette uh, jumps out of a bathroom with a huge gun, shoots Vince and and, uh, and, uh, Jules. And he he shoots them. He clearly shoots Sam Jackson. Yep. Like when Sam Jackson turns around, there's three bullet holes behind him, but he's alive. He's mm-hmm. fine. And, and hasn't he, been hit at all. At all. And that's where he has his epiphany that he needs to give up on being a, a you know this guy who's going to kill mm-hmm. and Doing and and just part. and be like Han and Kung Fu, just or Kane and Kung Fu, just walk the earth. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's uh, and and that's awesome. And what's uh, and what I love and that's by the way the end of the movie. And I want to talk about that for a second because that's not the last scene in the movie. I think, if I'm not mistaken, technically, the last scene, if you were to shoot it and do it in sequence, is Bruce Willis driving away on the motorcycle. Yeah, because he shoots, he kills Vincent Vega. Right, which is after this. Yeah. What I think is amazing, and think about this, is that if Vince actually did listen to Jules, Mm -hmm. he would have been alive. Mm -hmm. Because Jules took that as a... Hey, this is a sign. I'm done because I should be dead. We should be dead. Take it as a sign. And then he walks away and he's like, well, and that's when Vincent is like, yo, you're just stupid because he's like, like, can't you just take it as like a, hey, we made it out of this and just be done with it. And Jules is like, nah, nah, like this is a miracle. Don't like I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to walk the earth, do what I have to do until he, I think he becomes Afro Ninja is what it is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Because <laughs> that's that would wouldn't that be amazing if that's the story? He becomes a ninja. He becomes Afro Ninja, the Afro Samurai. That would be cool. That would be amazing. Oh my god! And then and then Vince and Vega becomes Samurai Jack. No. And then Afro Ninja versus Samurai Jack. No, Vince Vega. Death battle. Dead because. Oh yes, well he does get Bruce shot. Kills him. He he does get shot because toaster pastries pop out of a toaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But I, I, this, so that's the movie. I love this movie. I love the soundtrack. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the soundtrack for a second. Um, very iconic. I mean, aside from, I don't know all the names of the songs because legit. No, it's just it's a very. But it, it, if you sit chill, there, like the soundtrack goes with the movie. Yes, like like what I was gonna say is like the theme song. The the mm-hmm. song for. Hey hey hey! That that you hear that and you immediately think Pulp Fiction. If you don't, then you think Black Eyed Peas. But, uh, I, I was about to say that was the other thing that you would think like maybe the black eyed peas might be the other thing. Oh, meth face! Why would you do that to us? Um, oh, Will, I am. I see what you did with your name there, young man. William, you are so clever, William. You are clever. William. Wait, you're not Wycliffe? Bum bum oh, bam. We made a Cleveland Brown show reference, and it only took ten episodes to do it. Oh, Yay! Man. 
<laughs> I'm one of those rare people that actually did enjoy the Cleveland show. I think it's a pre- it's not the greatest show, but it has some pretty good episodes. Mm. Just saying, watch a few of them. They're not all great, but some of them are pretty good, especially the one with the Illuminati and Con- and Kanye, aka Kenny West. Yes. Just there, there's a few good ones. The Die Harder one is really good too, where they do a spoof of Die Hard. Um, oh, let's also just uh, for a second. We talked about the songs. I, I love uh, Urge Overkill, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There have been times where I've just literally, like, just driven around listening to that song. Do um, you know the No, I don't. I don't. Um, but, but you know, I, I always scream, don't fucking die on me, Mia, whenever that happens. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I always do. Because it feels apropos. It feels like it feels right. It, it just does feel right, you know? It, it, it's like Lita's theme song. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, aside from the music, I also want to talk about for a second how much this movie has been, like, iconically spoofed in different things. Because I've seen, I feel like I've seen, like, a dozen different spoofs. Like, a dozen different things that are like, hey, this is a reference to this. Like, one of them that I remember as a, as a, as a teenager, because I was a really big fan at one point of uh, Leslie Nielsen, rest in peace, Mr. Leslie Nielsen. And I think it's Spy Hard, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it's Spy Hard, where there is a scene where he does the dance with with whoever the female counterpart is. That's great. And and he has like the ponytail and he's doing the the yeah the across the eyes and it, yeah it's little things like I I, I it, this is one of those movies that it's like it's so iconic that like people have quoted it people have like spoofed it people have like like there's millions of memes mm-hmm. of it like like I feel like the shot of like Jules and Vincent with their arms out holding the guns in their right hands mm-hmm. is om- not as iconic, but it's getting to like the point of like that Scarface poster, mm-hmm. like where it's become a million shirts. People have it as posters mm-hmm. everywhere. Like it's everywhere. Oh my God. Speaking of posters. Hold on. Wait. Our poster. So we have a, we have a few uh, movie posters of a couple of different movies. I have one of the Dark Knight, which is. Uh, one of the other movies we'll be talking about later on in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that movie, by the way. Dark Knight is about... The movie that I saw in theaters more than any other movie ever. Wow. I saw it six times in theaters. I know it doesn't sound like much when you hear people that went no, to Star Wars theaters. like 15 to 20 times. But, but in theaters and in IMAX. Wow. Like three times in IMAX. I went to go... I was obsessed with that movie. I... Oof. That's yeah, we which I, I I was almost as obsessed with that movie as Heath Ledger got into that role. Like, <laughs> like I I wasn't about to like maybe not make it out of it, but You're not throw away your shot. No, I'm not gonna throw away my shot. <laughs> which they do. My my mother in law pointed that out by the way. <laughs> that that in Hamilton, and we're gonna talk about that for just a half a second. That Hamilton and uh, his son, mm-hmm. they both talk about not giving away their shot, and they both die because they did give they away their shot. Oh my God! Full circle world Mind building. Blown. <clears throat> yeah, mother-in-law. You know, sometimes mother-in-laws they uh, they know what they're talking about, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, she does. Sometimes they do. You know, they're I not. Mean, she created me. They're 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 not just for co- comedians to be like, oh, my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I went Ray Romano there. I was like, wow, Ray Romano. Okay. Ah, Deborah, you messed up the cooking. <laughs> my brother's Brad Garrett. He's got a long face. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I, I love this movie. I think it's great. And I, like I said, this cast is huge. 
Um, it's such a good cast. It really like, is. It's a super cast. And and you remember how I told you how um, back? Oh my god, episode five when we were talking about Clue. Yes. We talked about how that movie has uh, in my top twenty five three actors or actresses that are in other movies in there. <clears throat> right. This is the other movie. And I did not, and I, I mean this honestly, nostalgias, I didn't plan it this way. I literally, when I was putting together my top 25 list, I put all the, I, what I literally did, and I mean this sincerely, mm-hmm. I, can't, I put together a list of 25 different songs on like my Spotify. And what I did was, I hit shuffle. Mm-hmm. And whatever the order of those songs were that I had written the movies in, because I just wrote them as I came along with it, mm-hmm. that became the order of which the movies are that we're doing the reviews. Oh, that's funny. So it's completely at random that 5 was Clue and Pulp Fiction was 10. With that said, this movie has three different actors slash actresses mm-hmm. that are in other movies of mine. We've had Samuel L. Jackson in Coming to America. Uh-huh. We've had Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. And we have John Travolta and my wife. <laughs> and I have to really talk about this one because, ooh, Face Off. <laughs> now, I, I, I love Face Off. It's one of my favorite action movies from when I was a teen. It's great, uh-huh. honestly. Nick Cage is awesome in it. But, oh. but, oh, oh. But we have to... Is Nick Cage good or bad? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Community. You tell me. Um, You've made your abed, now you lie in it. Um, In the morning! Um, uh, What I I think is uh, funny is that we... uh, My wife and I... And and keep this in mind. There's another movie that we were watching not that long ago. It's uh, It's in her top five. And we will be reviewing it when we do... Uh, her reviews, yeah, um, yeah, 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 but we uh, we were watching Fight Club. Fight Club and Fight Club is an amazing movie, and it wasn't like I said Fight Club versus uh, Face Off, but in a way I kind of did because what I was saying to myself was I love Fight Club, and until I was rewatching it again, I was like, is should Fight Club be in my top twenty five? Yes. And then wait, hold on, hold on, and then I said to myself. What movie would I boot out of there? And out of all the ones that are remaining at this point that I would possibly move, Face Off is probably the one left. Yeah. Because the other one would have been Saw. Truth be told. And I don't mean anything against Saw, but just because of the fact that Fight Club is Fight Club and Saw is Saw. Right. But for me, Face Off is... And here's the thing. I've, I've sat there and I've thought about it. Face Off, I don't know, is my 25th movie out of my top 25. So I don't – and that's the thing that I was having a quandary with. I don't know if I would have booted Face Off for Fight Club. That's the thing. I don't know if I would have, which means we might have already reviewed my 25th movie. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. What a fucking little cliffhanger to leave at the end of episode number 10. Yeah. Woo. We did it. Oh, my God, babe. We did it. We did it. Ten. ten this is not ten, our top ten, ten but ten we've got ten number. so far. Ten That's right. number. You know, ten. behold the, the ten crack commandments, number one. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, I represent Biggie because I am a bit of a Biggie. I'm and, a medium, if you will. Speaking of the ten crack commandments, well, Hamilton throwback, did you know mm-hmm. that the Hamilton ten dual commandments... Is in homage to the Ten Crack Commandments. No, I did not know that. Yep, because he likes Biggie. 
Oh wow! <laughs> I will have to. I will have to re-listen to that again. But I love it. That, yeah. that Hamilton show is awesome, by the way. So good. So good. We will have to rewatch again. We might even review it. I might review it. Yeah. We we might review it as an episode actually. Yeah. Um, and, and we and we will be having um some more bonus episodes. Uh, nostalgers, bonus don't bonus. you worry about that. Um, now before we uh, wrap up the show, we want to take a second uh, just to uh, give a quick shout out to a, a fellow out. podcaster that we have out there. Um, it is my random world. My random world. And um, they're they're a good uh, group of. Uh, it's my friends. Yeah, that's it's it's my, my wife's my wife's friends. We used to work together. And and they're reviewing random stuff. Just Go check his them out. Random with my friend Chris. It's his random world. Just being random. Mm-hmm. And so, and uh, and who knows? Maybe talks about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they talk about like random stuff like Halloween and different stuff. And Halloween just... and theme parks and. You know, just random stuff that goes on with the world. So please go give him a listen. Yeah, check it out. Um, the first episode I think just recently dropped. I think so. Um, so you know, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our buddy, my random world. Please go check it out. Check it out. Um, maybe someday we might have a, a little a collaboration a little crossover. Random, n- nostalgic random collab. A, a, a pod over a would pod that be called? Of- a pro- cross a cross pod, pod a cross pod sounds, a cross pod a cross pod sounds kind of weird. Might have a cross pod. No, that, it, 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 it sounds like, like either. That some, sounds like a medical term. It, it, it sounds like a kind of workout that you do with kitchenware. A cross pod. A cross pod. It's like you're you're <clears> like. No, it sounds yeah. It's no. It sounds like a no, workout yeah, they do in the circle. <laughs> wow. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, go check out The Circle on Netflix. It's actually a really good, Such really good show. show. Really enjoyed it. I, 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 I auditioned for it, so maybe I might get on there. If I do, that'd be fun as hell. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would be, I, that would be amazing. I'd probably win it, too, I feel Oh, like. my God. <laughs> I'd at least make it to the final, like, whatever. I would hope so. Absolutely. There, 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 it would happen. And I'd get to be your, like, little, every time they have, like, a little guest family member... You'd be my video call? Aww. Well, Nostalgers, we want to thank you again so very, very much, as always, for coming out and listening to us doing our rants and reviews, our raves about the stuff that we like to talk about, the silliness that is us. I have been once again your host, Vincent, and to my right is Jules, Jules. or as we are normally known, uh, my name is Fernando Lau, to my right is my wife, Aja Lau, our name, by the way, spelled A-J-A, my last name, as well as hers, is spelled L-A-O, just like the country, without the S at the end, (laughs) look it up, check out a globe. <laughs> the only reason why I know it is because of my last name, so I'm not going to hate, hate you if you didn't know it, but whatever. Thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. The next episode we will be doing will be the popular comedy stoner classic from 1998, if I'm not mistaken, which includes Dave Chappelle, Harlan Williams, Jim Brewer, yes. a lot, and so many, so many, so many possible card-carrying marijuana smokers in the movie Half-Baked. Half-Baked. We will have a fun time talking about that while eating Ben and Jerry's Half-Baked ice cream. Yay! Look at that. It is so meta that we're eating it while talking about it. It is literally going into our mouths as it comes out of our mouths. But we want to thank you again, as always, Nostalgers, for listening to our podcast. As always, <laughs> look us up on Facebook. You can look us up on Instagram. My Instagram is at Amnesia's Enemy. My Twitter handle is at Hi to Everyone. H I G H is how the high is spelled. 
My Twitter is... And your Insta. Oh, yeah. My Twitter and my Insta. Duh, duh, duh. Are both baby diva seventy nine? That's baby like wah wah, diva like you know. Ah, Beyonce seventy nine. <laughs> Why did you go Pac Man? You went. Ah, 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 wah, wah. No, I did it. You almost did. <laughs> I went. Ah, diva ah, like ah. Beyonce in seventy nine. Uh yes, fine. Baby <laughs> diva seventy nine. Um, that's on the Twitters and the Instars. And as always, you may. And in case you haven't, please look us up on Spotify. We are on Spotify, Spotify. as always. Now that's nostalgic. You might be listening to us from there. But again, thank you as always, nostalgers, for listening to us. We always do appreciate your ears giving us the attention that it does. We hope you really enjoy our reviews. If you do, as always, please you know share with your friends, families, like, subscribe. Tell everybody you know that may enjoy this podcast, that has some free time and just could be sitting there and listening to two total idiots talking about movies that they love and having this fun, unique way of talking about it. Again, thank you as always from Now That's Nostalgic. Tune in next time.